You say I don't know when you're talking to people. It's how you say I don't know. Okay, good. So that's different than don't say the words I don't know. Because right. those are two opposite okay. statements. Okay. And you say it. I don't know in a very strategic way. Right. It's not I don't say I don't know. It is Please. you provide confidence that the direction is this. You then give yourself outs by saying, I don't know what they're going to do. But this is still a confident path that we move forward. Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast where we talk about the fact that it's time to put the consumer first in real estate. Jeff Seabach and Phil Sexton run a residential real estate team in Arizona that closed over $230 million in sales in 2018. Join us as they interview top real estate agents from across the country and learn how agents are adjusting to this consumer-centric world. If you like what you hear, please share with your colleagues or give us a like. So today, as we are in, I think it's episode 109 total, but this is episode two of season three. Right. Right. And so season three is our team's focus and industry leading training. And I think that this morning's conversation about negotiation is actually more geared towards industry leading training. And so I'm excited to get into a couple of the stories that you have. I guess it's team focused because you actually are going to talk a little bit about when you, the team leader, has to get involved in transactions that our team members sometimes have go sideways or need a little help from above, if you will. Okay, so today's is about teams and industry-leading training. Exactly. Okay, we good. got them both covered. So. <laughs> true. No, I mean, I think this is the value of a team leader. I mean, the, the whole goal in developing a team, the team leader is supposed to be an expert, in my opinion. That's how we have set up our team. That's how we believe that teams should be based is where the team leader has uh, more than just a marketing budget that they bring to the table. Right. A skill set, a level of, you know, um, having done lots and lots of deals and then also being successful in today's market doing deals because it keeps changing, right? Like the, the, the dynamic of having a team member that is selling and you're behind them creates a different dynamic because, you know, the question is, is did the deal come in because it was their friend? Did the deal come in because it was a lead? Are they buying the brand? And then they're, you know, what are they getting from the experience of the team member? But just realizing because, uh, you know, last week someone said to, to me, you know, uh, aren't you afraid that they're going to get a bad experience if they're not dealing with you? And that is a risk. That's real. Yes, but from a a leverage standpoint, you have to be willing to take that risk if you want to develop a team, right? That is, I mean, we talk risk is one of our 12 core principles that we can talk about for hours, but there becomes a time where your wins outweigh the losses that come from leveraging team members. So then you as a team leader, as you get better and better, you just handle all the tough clients. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Okay. What oh. does CEO say? What does uh, Gary V say? Yeah. Uh, you don't want to sit in my chair is what he says. <laughs> he right. says, and I only handle the complaints. He's leadership. like, I live, uh, yeah, you, you, you're just dealing with uh, employee issues and, oh, same. Team members. Yeah, yeah. team and members. Yeah. Issues, yeah. 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 All right, so today, I think that to give a, to frame up where today's story came from, it was 2014, you were sitting in an open house. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. first we, um, in trying to help the seller, created a, you know, help them improve the house so that more people came to the 
I mean, because that's part of this. Where, of course, okay. but I've uh, already gone eight okay. steps back, okay. so I figured uh, okay, we could okay. start. Oh, if you want to go nine or ten steps oh, back, okay. I'm good with I, I, that. I, I, different conversation. Okay, good deal. So the, the so there we are, Phil, so sitting in an open sit, house. You're <laughs> sitting in an open house. Oh, okay. You're sitting in an open house, and a client walks in. Let's just call her Ann. Ann walks in, looks at the house, says, oh, this is nice. Oh, I didn't realize Anne, you were already 12 step back. I thought you were at eight step. Stay okay. with me. Okay, it's good. Monday. Right, it's right. Monday. This okay. is early. All right. So all we right. got a listing in North Scottsdale, and I'm sitting in the listing, yes. and somebody walks in. And we'll call her Ann, walks in the front door, okay. talks to you, and was like, oh, my gosh, you know what you're talking about. Will you come list my house? And so you do that. You go, it wasn't that simple, but we're just going to fast forward. Right, because we wanted to, yeah. So you Focus. Get, so, so we list Anne's house, and then I'm sitting in Anne's house at oh, an open this is, house one day, uh-huh. and then and the, somebody walks in, and that's somebody, and I follow the strategies that we have worked on. So is this an open house years. conversion story? Because it sounds know, like somebody walks into that open okay. house, and they go, oh my gosh, you sound like you know what you're talking about. I want you guys to represent me on selling my house. And so we go over to their house, and that was what, 2017 16. Maybe? 16. The first time. We and were there we three present, times. We yeah. were there three times, right? We do our we do They our listed with two other agents. Lost. Yeah. We do our presentation, and we Twice. Lost. Yeah, we yes. lost twice. And they listed with somebody else who lost because they didn't sell the house. They listed with somebody else who lost and sell the house. And then well, they frankly, what happens, us. though, is because they wanted to list it at one five, And we said that we thought that that was above the value of the house. And that if you want to go waste somebody else's time, you can just go with them. And when you're ready to you know, put the deal together, we'd love to work with you. And magically, the other person said, "Oh, we can list it at one five. I, you know, it was in 2016. The market wasn't as good as it was today. Go ahead. So we then get the listing. We're listed at what was the price? One three one two five one two five one point two five million one point two five million. They were previously listed at one two seven five last year. Okay. So they had gotten down that it didn't sell. I said we were great marketers and so we, we we so they gave us a shot they gave us a shot we do our big ramp up marketing push pre-market coming soon etc and the first weekend the house hits the market they receive an offer and we were listed at 125 yes and the offer came in at um i think the offer originally came in at full price 125 yes first weekend yeah, no, yeah, well, first weekend, I think it was day two. And after our clients... They came back multiple times, and then yes. they came back to the open house, and yeah. So after the client said, well, Jeff, clearly you listed the property too low, then they accepted. Is that what happened? Oh, you know, there was a quite a dissertation about how we clearly forced them into listing it too low because clearly their house it didn't sell at one two right 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 and i said well here was the debate i said you know because they said they thought the house was worth one this is because today's about negotiation yes the, the, this, the, we're gonna focus on one piece but they said well it's clearly worth at least one for the other realtors did, just did a bad job marketing and i said well if you want that price you're gonna have to make some fix-ups because the house the kitchen was at one, at one time in uh, a magazine, Garden Homes and Gar- yeah, uh, a local oh, prominent no. magazine yeah. about real estate, and their kitchen was fabulous. Fabulous, right? But from 1996, it was redone, right? Still With vaulted nice, ceiling, yes. but the the master had carpet in the bathroom and it had cultured marble at oh, one two, yeah. and it was like if you remember the 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 closet was small. 
The kitchen was the best part of the house. The, yeah, well, yeah. And then the rooms were all, you know, but there was a guest house that they added and grandpa lived in that and all the stuff. But I said, I'll tell you what, if that price is out there because we really, really do a great job of marketing, I'll get it for you. Let's just try because they were going to have to put in $80,000 and they were worried about the risk that they weren't going to get the return. And I'm like, well, I mean, here's what. If we get full price, then you'll be good, right? Well, you'll take it. And they said, yes. Okay. So we're going to market. We get full price. And now we're, and now uh, we under, then we were told that we were getting, we weren't getting enough for the house because we clearly, even. Do, do you think that the buyers felt they weren't getting enough for the house? That they were overpaying for the house? Well, based upon the crux of the story is that the buyer's going to do up a binzer. Now this is a, this is a, this is a, and a multi. Binzer, we call it binzers in Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The so is they're, the inspection, they're notice. inspection notice, right? right? So based upon the volume of repairs, which occurs when a buyer off, get, pays top dollar in their opinion, that number comes in higher. I assume that the buyer thought that they were overpaying only because there was about, you know, 75 or 80 inspection items on the list, right? Like of things that were uh, in the professional inspector who we actually happened to use as well. So we're where we're very for our buyers, for our buyers, the inspection same company, company same yes, company. Yeah. And they because inspection companies now are making sure that if there's an issue, they don't want to have to pay for it in the future. They're putting on the report. It was I mean, it's a multi acre property. There's three buildings on the property um, and stables. Well, I mean, one of the key things was is it had two car garage. Yeah. At one point two million. And they didn't realize that that was hurting them. And I one of the things I was going to do is tell them, like, we need to add some garages if you want to. You know, get the numbers you were yeah, originally listening. Yeah, yeah, listed yeah, yeah. At. and uh, the the dirt, the driveway was dirt, and you know, like All right, I so mean, so then, so then, is our negotiation story today about bringing the two of them together on the binzer? Mm-hmm. All right, so then the binzer, so then the inspection notice or the the request for repairs comes in, and they say, and and it has seventy five or eighty items on it, and we all I think they valued at what number? Uh, the the list and then the subsequent uh, will accept a credit of sixty thousand sixty six zero sixty thousand yeah. in lieu of repairs and I you know um I think there's a key part as well though is now the market has had less inventory so there's also another because I think the key to negotiation is the agent who wants the deal to come together has to understand all the elements and the better you can understand every element then you can really help really just because my goal is trying to get the best deal for my seller of course but also the closer you get to what the reality of what the values are more deals come together because neither part, you know, what I mean, it's it, Joanne Calloway said on stage She's when we one went of to our mentors who sold a billion dollars worth of property in a 10 uh -huh. year span. She wrote the books Client First. She wrote what was her second book? Clients First. Super Agent. Super Agents, yes. right? Just a rock star agent for 20 years. Just love her dearly. She said on stage that deal making was the most valuable. I heard her remember. I might it even, was one I, of I think chapters. I asked, I think, I think I even asked. The question, which one's the most important skill? It was one of her chapters in Super Agent, yeah. just be a deal maker. Right. But I think this is the nuts and bolts of that, right? Like really, you know, 
I mean, could you, keeping deals together? Yeah, because we're in a high cancellation environment. I mean, this year I saw more. You know, whenever we get to low supply, that buyer has to to um, quick trigger fingers. Quick, they got a quick. They got to make fingers. an offer quick. Yes, they got it right. So that leads let's to let's win this house so that then we can decide if we want right. it. Same thing that happened in 04 and 05 is sometimes they're skeptical. The difference, though, to add another complexity layer to it is is now. Buyers are not engaging the real estate agent until they find the house. Where in 2014 and 2016, they engaged us earlier. So we had a chance to educate them on what was going to happen, right? We, do, we just had a deal where when we talked to the buyer, it was clearly our agent had done a spectacular job of preparing the person while they were showing the houses, the different houses, yes. they were preparing them for what's to come once they decide on a house and go under contract. Right. So we too were preparing mm. our seller, but unfortunately, when we were when we got the offer, our seller's emotions skyrocketed, and our seller was um, too emotionally tied to separate what, that their house clearly was worth more than what it was because they were right. But that's normal. Every time. Every yes. time. No, no, that, that, I'm just trying to make sure we lay out all the different pieces of negotiation because we're going to talk about how we're we got to set we're we're setting up the stage. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm in a I'm not I'm not even in the transaction with my grandfather's house that's selling and I'm in the transaction emotionally. Yeah. No, one of the skills that we've been helping team members with all the time is helping them understand that buyers and sellers when they're buying and going to live in the house get in this emotional funk. Yeah. Um, I mean, fortunately, Cloud. your father, who is, you know, was voted realtor year a few times, he's helped, I don't know, only the last five iterations of the contract that come out every seven years. Like, is he ever going to retire? Um, but he helps write the contract. When we sold his house, he was emotionally tied. And I couldn't, like, we had a laugh, right? Yeah. No, <laughs> because Jimbo could not separate himself. And I'm like, dude, you're the broker for Open Door. Like, you can't, like, you don't see what's going on here. And he's like, that's my, like, no. <laughs> he was overcritical on some of the forms. Because, <laughs> like, the, the loan status update form, he was super critical of during that time. This doesn't help us. <laughs> <laughs> so the seller, knowing that the seller is going to be in a clouded state of emotion during these conversations. And so is the buyer. And so is the buyer. You set them up. You prepare them for what's going to happen before as early as possible yeah. at the listing appointment. Yes. Yes. The whole time. Now, the other pieces of it is that um, in helping agents is agents rely on voice too much. Yeah. So, 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 so if we're going to start right now, I think we're going to have to write out the numbers just to make sure that people are getting the point. You're not going to be picked up on the mic, so I'll wait till you come back. Yeah, right. Well, I just want to track. So the first thing is voice. If you're trying to negotiate using just voice, you're going to lose more than you're going to win. Okay. Okay. Because the thing is, is what people don't realize is, is that... If they have that, you're, they are a salesperson as an agent. So when you say voice, are you talking about calling somebody and talking to them? Yes. Are you talking about writing somebody an email? Um, sure. Are you I talking mean, about sending a text message? Yes. So I'm, just 
Voice oh. meaning words. Well, you meaning words, you, not pictures. Yes. Because I think you're preparing okay. us. Okay. Oh, no, no. Well, yeah, right? I'm using you to help me communicate because I'm not a good communicator, but you know what I mean. Therefore, this is where it works. Yes. We're going to get there. Yeah. Right. So it could be text messages, and it will be, right? Because yes. what happens is there's a thing that I call <clears throat> four letter word that you have to understand if you want to be a good negotiator. What is it? Oh, hold on. Four letter word. If you want to be a good begins with a B. Begins with a B. Um, believability. No, blow, blow, <laughs> oh, blow. That's yeah, right. blow. I figured I'd guess. Phil, that. what is what? Tell the audience what blow is. Well, uh, it's funny when we poll the audiences, we're teaching classes and asking them what blow is. We get a lot of answers that aren't technically correct for your your current use. Blow is the pushback that people give on any topic. When they're, it's like their first emotional response. Is that the right definition? Their first emotional response? Yeah. Like they want to call you and tell you all about the reasons why whatever it was that was presented to them isn't actually what they want. And then, I don't know, four hours or two days later, they call you back and they are now grounded a little bit more and their response to the situation is different. Right. And so that heightened new emotional response that we as agents get all the time yeah and even team leaders we team leaders get from team members there is just blow that comes back for the initial presentation of whatever numbers or or statements go against what they thought blow is the thoughts right the thoughts of the buyer now the key part of negotiation is that if at this point you're trying to dispute the blow, you're, you're losing. You're losing because you're not because the goal of being a realtor for a client, a real estate agent, is representation. And the key for negotiation is number three, um, is or number two, sorry, is they have to believe that you're representing them. So you need mm. to, to me, I like to exacerbate the blow when they call me and tell me that they lived in the house. I'm like, are you kidding? I've lived there forever, right? Like that. I mean, you've grew your whole family there. Like I like to jump on board with them bashing the other side to let them know that I am with them. I'm with them, right? Yes. Like to me, I'm telling them that they should, I, I'm like, you know what? I think we should tell them to go pound sand. You use worse language than that. Okay, but we're on radio. So <laughs> yes, this is a Monday uh, morning. Like, like, like how about work. this? How about this? Let's walk from the deal, right? Like, this is BS, right? Like, we can, I mean, I don't know that we'll be able to find another buyer that's paying full price, but maybe we, typically houses sell, and this is where the third part is, is this is when I kind of go, I kind of give them a peeky at what the, if we. At what the reasonable. You give him a peaky at what the reasonable argument is? No, I give him a peaky at what's going to happen if they don't move forward with this transaction, what that world looks like next. Okay, cool. So now we lost, right? Peaky is number three. Is you, no, but you have to give, they have to know what, because think about it. You're on the market. What is in using MLS? What is the best? There's something that we cannot re-emulate more than anything and that's what new new well said fucking right sorry yeah not safe for work. Mm, i try not yeah, safe for work yeah always um 
but we can't emulate new. So now if he cancels and he goes back on the market, it was two days, but now you have a cancellation because now they're going to want to see the reports. Question marks. Question, Question marks. marks. Right, right. Why did it? Um, but also momentum, right? Yeah. Because now that other... Huge. Mo. Here's the other... Yeah, right. So Mo. now, because you kind of then re-roll it out, you, you know, like you plan the first one to go out on a Thursday, open house Saturday, right? Like now you come back on the markets on a Wednesday and... You know, the uh, so when you're giving them a glimpse of when you're giving them a peaky into what will happen in the event that this deal doesn't go through, what you're doing is. Is stating all of this stuff with words or do you then use images to help get this point across? Well, at this point, I, I don't. I'm just. Talking. Well, right. I'm, I'm using voice. I'm using text. I'm just saying, hey, by the way, this is what happens if we don't just to kind of notch the point now i really yeah so good point i at this point i'm i'm using voice even though i said don't use voice yeah because i want to emphasize i you know i was just trying to let them know i'm on your side and i was just patting them on the back i, I don't need to yeah no but pictures. you're using statistics like i don't take a uh, you know, I don't take a selfie with me and him there. And then when we're negotiating, sending a selfie, like we're together, right? Like, <laughs> although that's funny. <laughs> I have used, I have heard you use the script more than once. I represent you. I'm on your side. Yeah, no, I say that. You, yes. Those are words no. that actually come so, out of your so, mouth to the client. Right, right. So I'm using voice to do that, right? So, um, I, well, with my, I want it. But one of the pictures that I've seen you send before and it might not be in this exact situation, but just to give an example to the audience, is if it's normal at a for a 1.25 house to sell for 96% of list price, I have seen you take oh, that okay, chart so I lied. and provide it uh, no, to the owner right. no, no. and say that I do send. And that way you're it's not you that's saying you're gonna get four percent off of the price. Well, it's the chart, the market data that says it, and then you just can circle it, and so you add commentary to that picture. Right. Well, actually, what I do at that time is I take a mental note, and then I remember to in, in my pictures to send supportive evidence of that conversation in a photo. You're right. right. Yes. I mean, number four is sell with pictures. Yeah, sell with pictures. And that's one of the things that our team members have come to us on more than one occasion and say, thank you. Yeah. I mean, thank you for it, teaching it, me that. Can, what it is, is that, you know, it's, um, I mean, just look at the inventory chart right now. You look at that, like the picture, there's a reason why there's a saying a picture's worth a thousand words. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. But also, um, it's no longer your opinion and usually the pictures. Because to me, I'm taking pictures of MLS. I'm taking pictures of houses. I'm taking pictures of of other pictures, right? And then I'm pointing out saying, again, in number five is it's not just your opinion, right? The problem when it's words is coming out of your mouth and now it's... And you're a salesperson. You want the deal to get done. They think that in the back of their mind. So anything that you're saying, they have a little bit of tainted because you're just trying to push this deal through. Yeah. And so when you come back to them with third, yeah. third party referencing to the points that you're making, 
you're now just right. Cromford report, someone that you know he's so the Cromford report in our marketplace, which we're very lucky in the Metro Phoenix area because Michael Orr, who is, is a statistician with a degree from Oxford, actually pulls all of the public tax record data, all of the MLS data, and puts it into these charts. Which there's probably 500 charts, mm. each with 80 options on what you can break the data down in our local marketplace, and so. For people around the country, what is your source for data? I know that there's 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 a lot of different data yeah, sources. Yeah, I, I, I coach an agent. Um, some of them are not don't live in the Phoenix area. And when I asked for the data, he sent me line. I like. We're lucky. We're lucky because yes. it's because what it shout is, out to Michael. It, it's a graphical representation that when you take a picture, because I think that this is the challenge with the industry is that. We don't realize it's what's in the photo, not just a photo. Yes. All right. So let's get back to our story. We've got a buyer that comes in, buys the house full price, first weekend on the market, goes through their 10-day inspection period. At the end of the 10 days, they submit a laundry list of repairs and say, or we'll accept, was it $60,000 in a reduced price? to keep the deal together. Right, $60,000 or they're walking away. I mean, I and think- And our client, and so when you presented it to our client, our client was like, that sounds great, let's move forward. Do we put the cliffhanger in here? Like, if you wanna hear the answer, tune in next time, because I think we're probably at the, I mean, we're gonna, we'll re- record the next episode, but how how many, we're in this thing deep already. Oh, what time is it? Is that what Yeah, you're how long has the episode been? I think we're 20 minutes, 24, 24 minutes, minutes in. Okay, all right. You want to keep going? I like the to... pre-plan. I like the unplanned cliffhangers. No, but I mean, like, so I think this is a, like, like to me, well, because we covered a lot of points. We covered voice. We covered thoughts. We covered peaky. So now it's a question of, right, we, we covered sell with pictures. It's you got to make sure that it's not, not just your opinion. It needs to be widely known right like it's easy to see right like that's why we got to use the pictures so everybody out there tune in to episode 110 or what we like to call around here season three episode three to hear the end of the negotiation story hey by the way if you guys enjoy this one of the reasons why we came back on air after season two we took the break from season two and now we're starting with season three and it was just so invigorating to see the comments and to see the reviews that came in on our podcast previous season while we weren't shooting them. Right. Please leave us a review. Yeah. Those we read them. Yes. I know that there's some, uh, not not five star reviews out there, which is fine. We love feedback, honest feedback, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. But it's okay to give us it if they think it's worth it. Okay. One of the reasons, of course we ask for the five stars, but one of the reasons why we upgraded our audio equipment is because of feedback that came back from listeners. So that's was the crappy reviews because it sounds like the guy's running. I was actually running though when he said that. So I was like, oh, at least you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) He was talking about the quality though. Yes. All right. So next episode, we're going to finish the story on negotiation on how to get that $60,000 Binzer down to an acceptable rate for the seller because the seller was not Wait till you hear what happens next. Hey-oh! See you you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, show us some love by sharing with your friends or clicking the five-star like button. To view all of our content, visit www.agenttruth.com.